This podcast is brought to you by Clean Cup Coffee, 100% organic, non-GMO coffee delivered straight to your door. They're not just coffee beans. They got all sorts of coffee products from soaps to candles. Place your order today at cleancupcoffee.com. You got any questions or comments while you're listening? Feel free to use the hashtag RacesRecap. If you want to see the video versions of this podcast, check it out at RacesRecap.com. Look forward to chatting with you. Hey, hey, hey. What do you say there, world? My name is Justin. This Wait, is... Diana. <laughs> That's Krista. Giggling in the background. Hi. James Earl. And guess what we have with us today? It's Blair. Hi. How does it, like... If I just talk, does it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. I've never done this with multiple people, so I don't know how it works. We're teaching you? What? <laughs> <laughs> She's usually solo. Yes. Period. Yeah, so this is set to who, whoever talks. Uh, the voice, it recognizes whoever's talking and automatically switches to them. So when somebody's talking and you giggle, it'll probably switch to you when you giggle, just just so you know that's going to happen. <laughs> So I try Let's to be honest, that's fine. Just blares the face anyway. It blares the money. Yeah. <laughs> you just laugh. And go so, see. Yeah. For the few people watching who don't know what's going on, this is Blair from season 28. She's one of the current races. Uh, one half of uh, Scott and Blair and also one half of Team Bloaty. You guys are one of my picks. You and your dad. I'm so happy. excited. When I saw that, I was like, oh my gosh, someone has faith in us. <laughs> I just thought you guys had such a cute relationship. And I am a sucker for a relationship story, so. <laughs> oh, that's my baby. I love daddy. I know. Oh, daddy. Daddy's awesome. I do love how, like, half the cast is just referring to him as dad or daddy now. It's like, amazing. no one really calls him Scott. They're just like, hey, daddy. I know. It actually, as you go on in the race, like, on the next leg and stuff, you'll hear some of the other racers, like, are like, wait, I just called you daddy, and it's pretty funny. So, no, that one part with Zach. With Zach, he was like, I know. there, and, um... Dad, I know. that was like one of the best lines. Like, what? I was like, he was like, I don't, I wasn't sure if I was supposed to call him like daddy, so I just, <laughs> what <is bad? laughs> Yeah. All right, Blair, sorry. The first question is already coming up. People want to know if the bloaty thing is still a thing. Well, first off, before we know if it's still a thing, was it ever a thing? Is this something that the, 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 the they were like playing up for the cameras? Um, you know, I think that, I don't know why it's not, like, switching, but... It's um, on you. Oh, it is? You won't know if it's on you. It's on you, don't worry. Oh, you don't know? Oh, that's creepy. Okay. <laughs> that's really weird. Okay, um, the bloaty situation, I mean, it definitely wasn't fake for the cameras. It was something that was real, I guess I would say. Um... Yeah, what was the question? I'm sorry. Is the bloaty thing... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, was Is, the bloaty thing played up for the cameras or was it genuinely interest? Because on camera, he, you could see he's interested and you say, well, I'm not not interested. Oh, so was there, like, conversations? Yeah. At that point, when I said I'm not not interested, I think that was actually still before we had really got to know each other. Mm. Uh, so I think I was still genuinely trying to figure out if I liked him as a person and, you know, if I liked his personality and how he acted around, you know, other people versus just me and stuff like that. So I, I wasn't exactly sure yet, yeah. I don't think. Is, is uh, he always that loud? Uh. Actually, 
Yeah, I was going to say no, but now that I think about it, he's a pretty loud human, but I am too. <laughs> no, I, I could definitely see he's got this this excitement about him all the time. And when he talks, it's like, I don't know if it's an enthusiasm or if it's a, I need to project, but he always is in a high gear. And I appreciate that. And it, it's a benefit on the race, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a very loud person, so it doesn't bother me at all so yeah all right so team bloaty was kind of a real thing so after the race what's going on was there ever a hey let's go out and try a real date type of thing well i think that you'll kind of see a little bit more of it throughout the episodes it's not like a super prominent thing and um you know but i think you might see a little bit more um and then I mean, my viewers kind of know, and maybe some people that followed him on social media, like when we got back, we were definitely hanging out and, you know, not straying away from the public with whether or not we were hanging out and seeing each other and stuff. Um, but I think it's clear now that we're just friends. You know, it was really um, funny to me, people, a lot of um People, viewers that watch were like, wow, they haven't seen each other since leg one. People don't realize when you're in the back of the pack, you don't even see the front of the pack till maybe like leg four. So yeah. I remember with us and Justin and Team Texas, we didn't even like get to see the boys until like leg four. And that's when we became close because everyone was like, what do you mean they haven't seen each other? We're like, well, because we're always in the back. So you literally didn't see him until that point. Like people don't understand that. Yeah, that's so I thought that was cool to show. That's why we were called the green team, because I don't think anybody knew our we names. Because we didn't know you. <laughs> I, I, I mean, was in the back, and you were in the front. No, so. but when they said that, I said, I know what that's like. It's not a fun yeah. feeling. You know, there's there's two separate types of relationships that form, and it's not it's not comfortable always being in the front, because you miss out on those 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 building moments, so... All right, so we'll just jump around. If you have questions for Blair, feel free to ask her. One of the things that I really loved about Blair, about you in this episode, is when you're on the two trains and you're screaming yeah. to everybody, hi, <laughs> and nobody listens. What? No, no, Dana said hi, and then you ducked. <laughs> well, she said hi. No, it was actually something that we had all kind of as a group decided that if – we saw them, we weren't going to be like, oh, hey, guys, over here. Um, and so we had all kind of talked, like, we weren't sure if they were even going to make it before our train took off. But we were like, if we do, like, maybe we duck down. So everyone kind of agreed to that. But then when it came time, like, I think I was in full fledge, like, okay, we're doing this. And then, like, I know, like, Matt and Zach and Rachel are just sitting there, like, looking at me. And I'm like, come on, guys. Um, no one else really ducked down, but. <laughs> they completely bailed on you. <laughs> you know what? I have to say, though, it would have been my booty on the chopping block because it would have been a foot race in the ice to the mat. And I knew that they were faster than me. They've got. I, dis I, dis I disagree. I disagree with that. Do you want to know why? Because I think that... You don't think the models could beat me in a foot race? No, I'm not saying that at all. But yeah, you, have understand, you have to understand that anything could happen, right, in a foot race. So, yes, speed-wise, maybe they could have. But just to say, if you were all together, that you guys would have automatically been out is not true. You can't do the could have, should have, would have because... 
Someone like me, I'm a fast racer. I could have fallen on the floor and you guys could have passed me. When I was on the tram, somebody was blocking me and Joey and Kelsey beat me in a foot race. And I'm sorry, no offense, Kelsey, but I could beat Kelsey in a foot race. So you never know. No, I'm sorry, but you never know what can happen at the time. So I think that's really unfair for everybody to say that you two would have definitely been out. Yes, maybe you are the slowest, but when it comes down to it, anything could happen on the race in that moment, so you never know what could have happened. So I think I you should give yourself a little credit and not say that you guys would have definitely been out. I don't think we would have definitely been out, but I do think that it would have been a lot more stressful that next oh, yeah. ride, getting ready, knowing. And actually, we might not have 100% been last if – when we got out of the train, there was a backdrop for all like the cameramen and stuff because they knew that they were going to be racing with us. And I stopped and tried to drop my bag with them. They were <laughs> like, what are you doing? That's for production. And I was like, see, you don't want my bag. And that was, it was such a close foot race that it was like that split second was like, that's it. So in that case, we probably, the models probably would have passed us because I was trying to drop my bag at the backdrop. So, um, hey, um they were like, bad drop over here. So I was like, okay. Oh, hey, whatever. You're like, hey, just get this 10 pounds off or 20 pounds off me. I love it. Yeah, I want to point out, Tyler Oakley said, Blair, you look beautiful. Aww. He's in the little chat room. Hi. Tyler, um, what about us? <laughs> whatever. Blair's the money. Blair's the money. So, Blair, um, can I say, though, Blair, your face in that train uh, when Tyler and Corey, and I don't know if it was edited to look like this, but when Tyler and Corey talk about bloaty, your face was everything. Like, I just want to take that face and use it every day. <laughs> I, we've actually made it a meme that says, when Daddy says no, and um, it's like a group picture for the racers. It's kind of funny. Um, we weren't sure where that face come from, came from. It might have been from that moment, but, like, I don't – I don't know if I heard them say bloaty. I think at that point we were so exhausted. And the other thing is we had like an 18-hour travel day, and then we had that night in the cave. So we, we were going on like three days with very broken sleep. And I just think – I don't know what I was thinking, but I think I was just like, yeah, mm-hmm, whatever. So <laughs> I don't know. And also, that's one thing I've been meaning to point out in this podcast. It's like the perfect time because you're here because so many people are giving your cast um, so much crap for saying, you're, oh, you're not competitive. They're just in it for fun, not to win it. And I want to point out one thing that happened in the bonus scenes with you specifically that I think completely proves all those people wrong. And it's I back in – I know, but it's, I love it. I've watched this moment like ten times. It's like a six-second clip that I've watched over and over. Don't judge me. Um, but it's in ledge yeah. two when you're doing the roadblock. And you're like running to the area where you have to like swim and get the clue. And you step on a thorn bush and you're like, I stepped on a thorn bush. But you don't miss a beat. Like you keep running without stopping. Did you know that? I did not know that. Toenail was ripped off in that thorn bush. I did an entire thing on my channel about it. And then I got out of the water. And when we were in the cab going over, I was telling my dad, I was like, there's another like extra scene where I'm asking him if he'll like look at it and he's like yeah when we're done with the race and I'm like I just feel like there's like a thorn up like in my toe or something it hurts so badly turns out I ripped my toenail off oh, so, my you know I did I did watch that and I thought of your mom 
James Earl because Denise lost like four toenails on the ring. Yeah, she did. She did. She lost legit like her toes, her extremities. I don't know what was going on. But for anyone like giving your mess and saying you aren't competitive, like that just proves to me that y'all are in it to win it. Because let's be honest, if you were just being like this for fun, you would have stopped. You're like, I'm done. My toenails gone. So the fact that you're still running. What are you doing, Justin? I know. We got these in the mail, and uh, he just wants. I love our travelocity people. Just, okay, you know, nice travel. plug. <laughs> It'd be nice to get sponsored for something once in a while, you know, travel last week and say, hey, you know. <laughs> Blair, the thing that I want to say is you are just so sweet to everybody that you come across. And I forget if it was when you got to the Swiss Army place that you were just like, thank you so much. You are so nice or so kind. And to bring that with you wherever you go, I just thought was was is is really nice to say just to see your interaction and your genuine excitement and like the fireworks in the very beginning you were like oh daddy look at the fireworks i mean i was able to live and have that excitement and another, yeah another part was too i saw in your extra clips you were like i want to live here daddy <laughs> <laughs> You're like, i love everything about this and he's like we'll come back we'll come back I, so no, we, that is actually one of the places that we really want to go back when we're able to oh, like family, because i just i want my little sister and my mom and my older sister to experience like a little bit that's like one of the places that I want them to go to and like we'll walk them to the jetto and then over to the chocolate shop and I think it's going to be really fun that's yeah, what I say about cool. Africa I'm like if I want go, if we were to go back somewhere we always talk about that like we just have it, to we are we are we are my mom would kill me if I forgot to mention this she wanted you to she wanted me to tell you like you are her favorite racer this season but you really? make her like cry yeah, you make her like cry every week because she's like, she just has so much respect for her father who's trying so hard and it makes me so happy. And I just had to share that with you because like every week she calls me saying this. That makes me feel so good. Thank you. And you know, you're always worried about like how it's going to be portrayed on the race and stuff. And, you know, you're not kidding. Justin and I thought we were going to like be loved by all like, oh, my gosh, you know, Everybody's gonna love this, and we come home and see what. Where's the enemy? Guys, get over it. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. I feel like they could have edited anyone anyway. But well, it just matters what 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 pieces they choose to show of you. I mean, anybody can say that people didn't argue if they don't put the clips of them arguing or people arguing or people argue so much if that's all that you put in. So yeah, but editing only has a certain amount because you do say what you say. So yes, yeah. yeah. Yes. I, I just want to give a quick shout out to everybody that's in the room right now. We have never had this many viewers. Thank oh, you yay. so much. You set the record, Blair. Blair, yeah. how <laughs> sits, Blair, get it. Slay girl. Everybody. Well, thank yeah. you so much. Tyler's in the chat room. Sherry's in the chat room. James Wellington. James Wellington. All of our, all of our people. All oh, of the people I that we're fans you. of. I love it. You know, that's so crazy that people watch us. Like I find that so like we always watch them like last year. Like I, those are always people that I couldn't wait to like read their things and see. And now that they're watching us, that makes me so happy. No, I genuinely like, have watched all of your guys. I listen to all of like the podcast. I read all of what everyone says when like uh -huh. the come out just because you want to see, especially I'm always interested to see what in the episode kind of gets like picked out and really talked about and whether or not it was actually significant in that leg of the race or not. I think that that's really interesting. 
So what? Uh, okay. Besides the fact that I guess people uh, get, uh, I guess, up- upset or irritated by maybe the shriekiness or the mm-hmm. highness that your voice gets. <laughs> besides, I- besides that, is there anything that you want to clear up on the race, like that that people have said about you? I feel like there have been a few things. Let me think about it. Maybe. Okay. I feel like it's not really a shriek. It's more like the pitch and tone of my. I hit. I'm a speech pathologist, so yes, it is. Is. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I swear, I like hit sound bite. Like I could break glass probably with my voice if I wanted to. But my dog really enjoys it, so it's fine. You know, I've been getting those comments on YouTube for like eight years, anyways, and it. Well, you're, you're doing something right, so keep it up. Yeah, I, I, so. I find it endearing. I think it's adorable. I find it like Tyler's laugh. It's just something that I think is I very cute. Yeah. Oh my God, Tyler like tweeted once. He's like, I'm giggling my way through life. I was like, that's so amazing. <laughs> Jack King is in the house. Jeez, wow. I'm so flattered. This is so awesome. All right. <laughs> Keep it together, Justin. I know. This is really cool. Uh, so. We're here to recap the episode, but before we do that, we are joined by a very special guest, Blair Fowler. If you don't know her, she has a huge YouTube channel that she started when she was very young, and she has earned her every one of the fans and subscribers that she's got. And she's built a nice little uh, beauty and fashion uh, channel, and she has these new shirts. Blair, tell a little bit about your shirts. Oh, the shirts are really fun. That was just something that my sister had started an Etsy shop, and she was like, you have to do this with me. It's fun. And we kind of do almost everything together. And she starts a YouTube channel. I start a YouTube channel. She wants to buy a house. I want to buy a house. And the same thing, she wants to start an Etsy shop. I want to. Um, so there's a little bit of a pattern that we follow. <laughs> an Etsy shop, and I was like, I want to. But I'm not, like, crazy into stickers, which is what her shop sells, um, which is awesome for, like, the sticker nerds and stuff. But it's just not something that I'm, like, super passionate about. Um, but... I really like like cool graphic tees. So I spent a lot of time. It was actually before the race that I started getting a lot of different samples and figuring out what shirts I like, you know, everything like that. And then I started designing them and then we went on the race and then I came back and I did a lot of just the production and stuff. And now I launched them and it's really fun. My mom's actually upstairs right now helping me with them because I'm hand making every single one. And it's a lot rougher than I thought it was going to be, but I love every single order. I'm like, oh, and this one's going to this person. Oh, that's so cute. That's, that's amazing. Like, They're all handcrafted with alone. Yeah, and that's where we were talking about before. Like, we never get to see your mom. Like, I want to know who your mom is. It's like a mystery to me because we only see daddy. I know. Well, Zach and Jocelyn and Aaron and Rachel got to meet Daddy. Uh, no, Mommy. all got to meet Daddy. They got to meet my mom on Friday, and yeah, so that was really fun. I'm checking to see like if anyone's tweeting me anything that I should. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I, I I just want to mention one of the comments that I, I really enjoy and that I'm glad that people are associating. Uh, somebody wrote that the, uh, Melissa Baker wrote she likes watching these recaps because everyone here actually likes the show and likes the seasons, unlike a lot of the Facebook groups where people complain all the time. Like uh-huh. here, here, listen, we're not going to complain. We'll be fair if there's something we don't like. We'll tell you why we don't like it, and we'll be fair and honest. A lot of people there complain because they like to have the conversation. They like to have an opinion, a voice. And there's a lot of trolls. It's fun. 
trolling is fun sometimes. So they like to get a rise out of the contestants most of the time. So that's just one thing. Yeah, if I, contestants listening just don't answer. I was like, Justin and I are on a first name basis with some of them to each other. Like, oh my gosh, did you see what so and so said today? And we like we don't even have to give. <laughs> names. We just and here's the thing: those people that watch it, they don't even know like what it's like to experience it. Because before I watched the race, and when I watched the race, and now watching it afterwards, I, I have so much more appreciation. Because like when I'm watching y'all starting, and y'all just starting running in Switzerland, I realize that y'all probably been traveling for a day and a half before you even land there, and that's what people don't realize. Because y'all left at like 10 a.m. down in Colombia, and it was nighttime when you got to Switzerland. Yeah, how long? A day and a half, y'all are gone. How long was the leg? I think it was an 18-hour travel time. We had three connections. Last, yeah, three connections. But I think it was a total of 18 hours. Um, like once the first plane took off to when the last plane landed, the longest flight was, I think, 11 hours. But we had layovers in between and the hopper planes and stuff. Um, yeah, so that was – that actually – was nice though because it was a long enough flight that you can really just get in a comfortable well i could get in a comfortable position and go to sleep i mean i know my dad is like not as just like (laughs) i can just like get in a little cocoon and just like pass out he's over there like not as he's like how do you live like that i'm like i don't know (laughs) (laughs) all right blair uh how big of a fan were you before uh getting cast well, actually, um, I had been talking about doing it four years ago. So I was a fan before Joey and Megan went on the race. And then just through, like, casting and stuff, and they were like, oh, you know, we love you guys. Do you have any, like, friends that are really into the race? And so Joey was like, oh, yeah, my friend Blair is super into it. So why don't you reach out to her? They reached out to me. It wasn't the right time. Um, it was something that it probably would have been my sister and I together and she wasn't super, guys, do you have any, like, it, oh, sorry. Um, no, that was me. I was trying to check the YouTube. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. She wasn't, um, like, just that time in our life wasn't the right time to do it and she just wasn't ready to leave for a month and I understand it so um I wasn't able to do it then and then they came back like two years later which was two years ago wasn't able to do it then and then they they came back for this season and I was like well my sister broke her back so that's not an option yeah she's okay she's totally fine but like she's doing the amazing race so um I was like so she obviously can't be my partner we were like well who would you ask and I was like, I mean, I have a ton of people I can ask, but if I could have any, like, if I'm going to win this race, it's going to be with my dad. And they were like, we'll see if he wants to do it. So I called him and I barely had to mutter the words, amazing race. And he was like, yes, I'm calling my work. Um, and I was like, wait, really? You, you really want to do it? And he was like, I can't wait. I've been waiting for you to ask me for four uh, like, Can you sit and stand quickly? No, but okay. <laughs> I love it. All right, before we let you go, uh, two more There's things. So much more to talk about. I, mean, I, I know. Didn't have to ask her anything, Justin. Right, oh, 20 minutes into it. How long we got? She can hang out, but we got to get into the recap at some point. Yeah, you can and I'll just pop in and tell you what I, I love it. Love it. All right. Um, so, uh, we'll, no, we'll, we'll, I have a question. Go for it. Okay. Okay. Because I want to talk about this later. So 
This is my my big, big question because I know we were saying before, like, well, once you guys leave, it's hard to, like, recap. I just want to know one thing. During the roadblock, was it edited out that you guys were, because it seemed like you were ignoring Jess. Can you just tell me quickly what really happened? Yes. Before? So Jocelyn and I got there, and we were, obviously, Jess was the only one getting there after us. Everyone else was still there, and they had been there for a while. Um, we worked together, and we got through that super quickly, and then Rachel joined in, and we figured it out. I mean, I think we might have been out of there in about 15 minutes, and some of the other teams had been there, I think, for a lot longer. But I also think that the first teams that got there kind of had to figure out the key and the flagpoles and everything, whereas when we got there, we could kind of see them counting. So it was just a lot quicker for us. I think that's one of the advantages of coming in when you can kind of watch what some of the other teams are doing. Um, so then Rachel came in. And so we all three had all of them except for one flag when Jessica yeah. came in. So we only had one flag left to do. And it was kind of one of those things where like, yeah, obviously I would love, I'm open to helping other teams. I'm open to working with other teams. Clearly I was doing that. But when she came in and just kind of was like, you know, what's this one? What's that one? It was like, well, I'm not, a, I'm not just going to like give you the answers. Right. You. And so I know that Jocelyn tried to help her and kind of explain what was going on. And I was going through and kind of like picking out all of our, all three of our groups of flags. And we were just all kind of working together. And I do know that Jocelyn tried to like explain what to do. And she gave her what she thought was the hardest flag. Um, Cause a lot of them look very similar and it was really difficult to tell because there wasn't any wind blowing the flags. So you couldn't see like if there was like a crest right. or a on the center of one of the flags, you couldn't see what it was. So you just had to try all of them. And, um, yeah, so because before we even begin talk about it, I want to know because they just they the way what looked was so like mean girl esque, and I didn't know if that was editing or if it was like the way it was, and if it was, I heard like we'll get into that for sure. And, well, while she was here, yeah, I had no, no, ask, you know, I, like, I don't think she's leaving. I think she's staying. Yeah, are you kicking me out? No, 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 I, no I, I I know. There's a question <laughs> from the. Best. There's a question from the chat room. Uh, Tyler Oakley wanted to know if you had uh, red wine on the flight that your dad was, uh, that you knocked out of. Because he said he needed one, so he didn't know if you got some. I did. Um, wine is free on international flights, so we didn't. We know. I know. <laughs> I got a lot of slack from the other teams, like when we were talking about rules and stuff, like before the race starts and all that stuff. And I was asking about, like, is drinking okay on the race? And they were like, well, if you want to spend your money. And I was like, what about on the planes? And they were like, yeah, but, like, when you land, you have to be able to drive and be sober and operate machinery. And I'm like, okay, one glass of red wine on an 11-hour flight. I'm Honey, I had two and watched Frozen, and I was completely fine. To <laughs> that yeah, I think we all drank one. I think my dad and I were the only team that had a glass of wine. Oh, what? No. Not us. Yeah. Maybe we were just the drone season, because our season was just like throwing them back. in Texas, this, we probably shouldn't say this, we, we like snuck beers. <laughs> yeah. Texas spent more money on beers than we spent they on cash. They a bottle of wine with their, like, money, so. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, we, um. I mean, maybe some of the other teams did have, like, a glass of wine or something, but I know when I was asking them, I was like, are you guys going to drink on this flight? They were like, of course not. And I was like, okay, send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll order it and send it down. I'm in B, uh, BC. All right. 
Well, let's get into recap. So we're going to have somebody hanging out. I love it. We're going to have a, uh, a racist perspective for the whole recap. Thank you very much for hanging out. Yeah, this is fun. This is like my Sunday. One last thing before we start. Uh, Zad just said, Blair, I think your main agenda during the production Q&A was all about when you could get wine. <laughs> <laughs> and my main agenda was when can I get coffee? I'm sure there's like a beauty tip. There's got to be a beauty tip tied to wine. Well, oh, yeah, definitely. Lip stain, cheek stain. It can get... White wine will get red wine stains out. Like, I mean, there are lots of things. There you go. Oh, I will start tonight. Pretty much my entire Q&A in the production was asking about when it was appropriate and okay and allowed for me to drink wine. And also when they started about the 20-foot rule. Because they're like, you know, obviously when you're on camera, you only have one cameraman between the two of you. So stay within 20 feet so they can have you both in the shot. It makes sense. And then they went into talking about how relationships between racers are totally fine. You know, it's good for TV, but relationships, obviously, with any of the producers or people behind the scenes, like that just can't happen. And we're all like, of course. But then I just was curious. I just wanted to know. I was like, so... You say, like, relationships are okay during the race, like, with another cast member, but then does the 20-foot rule still apply with my dad? Because, like, <laughs> but, that's my father. They said no. Or is it like, I, I said no. They want that camera action. Yeah, they, they said it depends, and dad was like, I'm not sure if I want it to or don't want it to. So, yeah. Tyler was... Tyler said he was about to call you out on that 20-foot rule. Glad you brought it up. Don't worry, I got you. And there's three people, three racers in here confirming that all you asked about was uh, drinking at the Q&A. So. No, I was just curious if I was like, you know, without a glass of wine. Was- <laughs> we would have had so much fun on the race together, Blair. Right, I know. We need to have our own race. We need to like, oh my God. My race, <laughs> we need to sit on my couch and drink wine. wine. <laughs> a race to the end of this bottle. All right, here we go. <laughs> Season 28, episode 4, recap kicks off. <laughs> we are here. I'm loving it. All right. So it kicks off with a lot of Brody and Blair crush talking. Um, setting up. Setting up. Love is in the air. Setting up love in the air. Everybody giving their opinions on how much love is about to go down and how these two can't wait to meet each other. We kick off and read the first clue, and it's head to Geneva, Switzerland, and all nine teams are going to be stuck on the same flight. Is there uh, anything interesting that could have possibly happened on the way to to and from this that would have Well, here's the thing, though, that I didn't like about parts of the sled, and I'll talk about this a lot, is a lot of decisions during the sled and a lot of how they responded and how they did was inconsequential. So, for example... All the way until getting the chocolate, like no matter how fast you ran to the geyser, no matter how fast you found the chocolate store, I don't think it mattered because if I was to guess, I would venture to say all the teams left probably two to three minutes apart from the chocolate store. I knew they drew numbers, but I'm venturing someone sitting there going, all right, you go. Two minutes later, someone else goes. So all that stuff at the beginning doesn't really matter, and I'm not sure I like that. That's kind of what I was getting at. I didn't see the point. Like, all it really did is just make him run around in the middle of the night. But can I say, though, on the way to the airport, Tyler and Corey loved their little interaction when uh, Corey was like, what do they speak in Switzerland? And all Tyler had to do is sit there and go, 
I don't know. <laughs> uh, everybody was ready to leave the heat, especially the models, and uh, head to uh, some more colder climate because the humidity was uh, disgusting. Oh, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. Uh, Jocelyn was looking forward to the chocolates, uh, and I am a big chocoholic. I was hoping for a nice uh, chocolate challenge. Yeah, you would have loved, like, okay, eat your way through the chocolate to find your yes. next clue. Yes. Logan and Chris got free chocolate in Argentina, remember? <laughs> uh, Tyler Oakley just said the only reason the chocolate store times mattered was because only three teams could do the army knife. Yeah. Um, so that made oh. sense. Okay. Uh, okay, there you go. That's why we like to have the uh, current racers' input so we can get a, an understanding for what's going on. I like the airport scenes. I love that they're they starting to show it more. You get to see the teams finally interacting. This was reminded uh, us of when we finally caught up to all the other teams and everybody was uh, jumbled together. And this is also when people start pushing the Blair and Brody uh, interacting at the airport. Now, I did read on social media that we do need to hand out an award for uh, Kurt for being wingman of the century. Is it true that... He was keeping your dad busy while you guys were kicking some Stop game. Stop it. Oh, let me just say, there's a point on the pit mat that <laughs> you don't see where in front of everyone, Phil says, so Scott, I have a daughter, and if I was traveling around the world with her and she was, like, cuddling up to another guy that we just had met, you know, I don't know how I'd feel about that. I mean, dad had just best response. I think I almost started crying. He was just like, I mean, I don't even remember what he said, but it was really sweet. And it was just like, you know, Blair's old enough to make her own decisions. I support anything she wants to do. And no. we're all young once and wanted to, you know, hang out with someone. And he was like, it's understandable when you're doing this race. I mean, you guys know how you're with your partner 24 um, seven. And especially I know James Earl, you know, being with a parent, especially, like when you go back to the hotel, I mean, as much as I love my dad, sometimes it's just a little like much. It's, much. it's a little much. Yeah. And I love my mom with all my heart, that, but you are literally for t like 28, 30 days straight <laughs> with them every second of the day. Every so Ty sorry, Tyler said Kurt and Scott had the bromance of the century and Kurt plus Scott equals Kurt. What happened is Phil then said, well, what do you think about Brody? Do you think he's, you know, like worthy of Blair or something? And dad's response was, well, I can't tell you too much about Brody because I don't know him that well. But let me tell you about Kirk because he's a <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was that was so heart to heart. Kirk <laughs> became a thing. Oh, that is really cute. That is really cute. Uh, we also have the the part that would cause a little controversy where uh, Brittany and Jessica turned around and asked what country Switzerland was in, and Bernie was not them asking what country Switzerland was in. She was trying to translate. The lady in front of her was trying to ask what continent it was in, but she didn't know the word for continent anyway. So Brittany was just trying to like translate what she was saying and she was like what country is switzerland in because they don't show her face when she says that um they just show you know her like they got so much smack on that and i have to speak yeah. about it because we all know last season what happened with me and tiffany was um <laughs> so we thought we were in germany because when we were on the train going to uh it was uh, the netherlands 
we couldn't speak to anybody. And the only thing we heard in English was Germany on the loudspeaker. So the cameraman immediately asked us where we were going. That was the only thing we heard. And we're like, Germany. <laughs> so then it just kept going and going. And then it was just like, oh, my God, it turned into this big thing. So I understand, like, how that happens. And sometimes, and here's the thing. They, they, like, I'm sorry, but people in the groups and everything, they expect you to know every language of every place and every country. Like, I'm sorry, but nobody knows that. You're no, bound and what to they also don't, What they also don't realize, too, is that a lot of the time, you're just, like, ripping the clue, and it's, like, travel yeah. to Shimon, and the, the cameraman's, like, immediately there, and he's like, so where are you doing right now? What country and what continent? What time zone? And you're like, um, what? Yeah. So, I mean, you get caught off guard a lot. So, in their defense, like, it happens. And no yeah. one else online behind the computer that's doodling this stuff. Because let's be honest, we know you're doodling all this stuff. You don't they know this either. don't know. I'm, and they're telling me how to pronounce, like, the place without there's the queue at the end is silent and da, 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 da. Oh, I'm like, I love when people from other countries say how come Americans don't know so much listen our country is exactly. bigger than 50 of your countries put together like you know uh, you're like 50 countries because we know 50 states if I asked you about the, the capital of Iowa you're not going to know it so why should I know the capital of Belarus like, yeah, it gets me annoyed <laughs> with people like, oh ignorant Amer or let's yeah. not even get into yeah. alright yeah. on all right, Dito, let's get to it. We're heading to Geneva. Wait, wait, you guys, I just wanted to say one thing about the whole sleepover yeah, thing. Night in the cave? Yeah. Yeah, well, the whole sleepover thing, I was, like, kind of jealous because they didn't show. We There was a point in our race, and we all slept in this church together. And I was wondering, I was thinking, if you guys had video cameras, would you have taped me, Tanner, Tiffany, and Josh giggling? Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding me? Like, I was right across That's what I went to. I was thinking. I'm like, hmm, I wonder if we had cameras. Yeah, like, you guys would have been... definitely got a scam. Oh, my though. gosh, yeah. Because <laughs> we all thought something was going on. I just want to go on record and say two sleeping bags never became one. So <laughs> there, there were still very clearly two sleeping bags. They were just close to each other. Yes, you were just talking, and we were just giggling with them. Nothing. That's it. Talking and giggling, and we had already we had sat next to each other for that eleven hour flight going there, um, and hadn't slept, which maybe didn't make her and my dad very happy because that was like our sleep for the night. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, um, and then we got there, and we maybe got, like, one hour of sleep that night in the cave. So we were going on really, really, really little sleep, and it comes back, I think, to bite me the next day. I was a little bit out of it. And do, do we know who the snorer were, was? I heard there was a big snore. There was, and he blames me for telling everyone, but it's because I think he was trying to put it on Daddy, and it was not Daddy because I got up in the middle of the night, and I went over, because if it was my dad, I was going to tell him to cut it out because he was keeping everybody up. But it wasn't daddy. It was someone else. You're not going to shout him out? We could say Alex and Adam snored the whole time, and we called out. <laughs> yeah, we so slept we next to them it. and would never do that again if given the opportunity. Sorry, Alex and Adam. Oh, my and, goodness. And Chris wouldn't stop talking. Uh, well, Bernie. It was Bernie. We're getting confirmation. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Like a snore. <laughs> yeah. I, I guessed him. He does. He looks like a snore. <laughs> Is that a bad thing? <laughs> no, it's just. He just looks like a snore. It's just some facts you get here and nowhere else. <laughs> Bernie the snore. Get it trending. Get it trending. Oh, whatever. No, you, you did nothing. Funny. You did nothing. Well, funny. Alex and Adam. It's funny. 
All right, let's get on with it. Heading to Geneva, Switzerland, where they have to head to the Jet uh, uh, Island, whatever, in the Lake Geneva, and it's a 460-foot geyser thing that seemed pretty hard to miss. It was lit up. It was nighttime. I don't see a uh, – the only problem was finding a way to get there, and it was it looked like a long dock, which I like because it made for a narrow foot race. So if people were really, like, into it, they could do some bumping and kind of – No, that was actually such a narrow, like, wet, slippery thing. Our camera and audio men weren't even allowed to go out there with us. So they had one camera and sound guy, like, over at the clue box, and then ours, like, would watch us go up. But they weren't even allowed to like, do, and it was open on the sides. Like if you slipped and fell, like a floating dock, right? I was just that's lucky no one fell in because that would have been like perfect camera time. It, uh. I mean, it was pretty dangerous. Dad the whole time was like, I don't think this bridge is built to regulation, and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> I 100% think if that was our cast, somebody would have been in the water. I wonder who. If they weren't pushed, I think somebody still would have fell in the water. Yeah, it's very funny. What do you mean? All right, so uh, we head to Geneva, Switzerland. The really the, the only place that I'm super jealous that you guys got to go that we didn't get to go. Really looking forward to heading to uh, Geneva at some point, or Switzerland at some point in my life. And heading, uh, let's see, they rip open the first clue. Uh, but, but, I'm sorry. It's uh, Tyler and Corey, Zach, Rachel, Brittany and Jess in third, followed by Dana and Matt. Uh, now, this is the first group that grabs their stuff, uh, that gets their number, and that eventually heads out. And they all head in the wrong direction. This is uh, the yeah. part that I hate about... I wrote that down, too. About, okay, I understand you want to help each other, and I understand that uh, you want to stay close to each other, but all four teams were following each other and heading in the wrong direction. At no, Why did nobody in that group say, hey, let's break off? And it took somebody in the second group, uh, uh, Bernie and Ashley, to even break off from the second group and find it on their own. What sometimes, did you think? Sometimes in my, like I remember in the beginning, because Tiffany and I used to do this all the time, and sometimes you think it's kind of safety in numbers. And so maybe it's like, all right, let's like kind of stick together because you're still around a lot of people. But then I think as the race goes on, you learn not to follow people, but it's still the beginning. So hopefully they're going to branch away from that a little bit. But I told, as we said last week, you know, the following just never a good idea. And I think it was smart that Bernie and uh, Ashley did that because they wound up getting there by themselves. Yeah. yeah, that was one of our things going in that we weren't going to follow people, mm -hmm. and it's good that Bernie and Ashley kind of caught on to that in the beginning and started to take the race into their own hands. I mean, it would really stink to follow somebody in to get out because of that. So that's and I think Bernie is while we're talking about this, just very smart in the way that he helps people when it's convenient, not in a way where it's going to hurt him. He always helps with little things like he's like, "Hey guys, the board's over here." Like it's not really going to hurt him, so he does right. a lot of that, which I noticed which is really strategic and smart moves. It's not, he's giving information, but not like too much, which I think is he's playing the game well. 
Right. And so he made sure he got the first uh, board. He said, oh, get over there. You got to go get the board. Yep. And and then he told everybody else. So mm-hmm. he was first there and I think followed by Aaron and Jocelyn, uh, Sherry and Cole, which I like to see some new people up at the top. But unfortunately, it didn't make too much of a difference afterwards. But uh, there was Aaron and Jocelyn, Sherry, Cole, Zach, Rachel, Tyler, Corey, Matt, Dana, Brittany and Jess, uh, Kurt, Brody and Scott and Blair. Uh, <laughs> Oh, that, that little dinner was adorable. <laughs> Sorry, Chris is really good at the caboose job. That's what we kept saying. As long as you're staying in it, as long as you're in it, it doesn't matter. Like it, it doesn't matter if you're in, like that's the last to in. You can all make it all the way to the finale that way and win. People have that's done right. it. Yeah. So. Hey, you got to find the right time and, and the right tasks for you ex- to excel at, and uh, that's your your leg. Right, this wasn't it just yet. <laughs> so they grab a departure time and head down to this. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, where I don't know why that should have been up there. Well, yeah, right. yeah, the detour, workbench or bench work. Uh, workbench head to the Victorinix factory to build a Swiss Army knife, or bench work is head to the longest park bench in the world and figure out how many people can sit on the bench at the same time. Uh, I think for us, uh, we would have done the bench. Uh, what do you guys would have done? Um, so I always had this discussion with mom and this week we disagreed. Like we kind of fought. Um, I did write in here that only three stations were at work, uh, bench work. Um, but when I talked to mom, I was like, let's do bench work. And she was like, no, let's do, um, no, sorry. I said, let's do work bench. And she said, let's do bench work just because of the three stations. Like her hearing that there's only three of nine, like only three teams can do it of nine really scared her. Um, so like she wanted to do the other one. In my head, though, the other one is a lot riskier just because I think Bernie explained it well. Your margin of error is mm-hmm. so small on that one. Like, you have to be perfect, and there's a lot of little mistakes that add up. It's literally cumulative as you get down the bench. Right. He said that it exaggerated. So if you made it just, just the slightest mistake, it would exaggerate and multiply as you went down. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's an easy math problem that you do. No. I, Something said that you could not yeah, do math. You can't do math. I understand. It's an easy math problem that you could do in your head. And while you're doing the thing like this, yeah, one, two, three, you already know the answer in your head. You count to okay. 10. Well, I would have done workbench um, if we would have been in the beginning of the pack and got there sooner, like you said, because um, before Tiffany and I left, my stepfather taught us every single tool because he restores cars. And I felt like, um, <laughs> yeah, please. So um, Corey also was explaining, you know, it was very detail oriented and it was kind of like putting a puzzle together. And contrary to what people believe, I am very good at puzzles. So I just want to make that statement. And um, I think I would have picked that one first. Um, I will say one thing that I think was miserable about this lead that I don't think the audience probably could fully appreciate. I think it's an easy math problem that you do. Something said that you couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) I was just confused. I was like, Justin, why are you interrupting me? Yeah, what's going on? No, no, I I think Blair started the video. It's fine. Um, I think one of the things that's really hard to appreciate is it was very, very cold that day. You can tell just based off their outfits and I hate running in the cold. And like, once you start getting long distance, your hands and feet start getting cold, your lungs start getting tired. It's miserable. And I think a lot of people probably didn't really appreciate that when they watched the episode is how bad of how bad it must've been to run all that way. Yeah. There's a lot of running, a lot of traveling on this leg alone. Uh, 
So uh, the, when it comes time to something that makes you think and use your brain, and after all that running and that fatigue, it's a mental fatigue, it's a physical physical fatigue and it definitely adds up so i like the fact that they put in a very mental two very mental tasks at this point in the race when everybody is very fatigued i just don't think watching people put together a swiss army knife was that fun or or was sitting on a bench or i, si mean, I think the sitting on the bench sounds in your head oh my god the sitting on a bench how fun that could be but that led to some fun moments or led to some moments of controversy or led to it could have led to people like you saw, it was very playful, but it could have led to some competition if, like, the model sat on Cole's lap. But if that was, like, a serious thing, they were, could have been trying to pass them. Yeah, to get I kind of didn't love the detours in, in general, just watching it. I just, as a viewer, I just didn't feel like it was as exciting as they thought it was going to be. Well, here's the issue, too, I think. And I'm not saying I would have played this any differently, Um because as a racer, I made sure to help people out at times because they helped me out. Um, as a, if I step back and remove myself from like a previous racer and I'm just watching as an audience member, it's not fun to watch people do mental tasks when the task can just be given a number. So like there's a comparison between like doing the slide puzzles where you can do your puzzle, but you can't really help out someone else that's a mental task mm. versus trying to figure out a code or decipher like a, like a puzzle or how to put something together that I can just then tell someone else the answer. I'm not down. I'm not down in the racers because there was many times I would tell like Krista answers. I would tell Justin and Diana, like the church, I'm, I did the same thing, but as a viewer, it kind of stinks watching. Don't laugh at me, Justin. I gave you that answer. As a viewer, it's, it's not the most fun thing. I will say, I want to give Sherry and Cole a major, major call out um, in this detour, because I think this point got lost from the audience is that, those, that team got it by themselves okay. on their first try without getting an answer. And if you watch them, I think what they did was smart. So they took the newspaper and folded it down in half so it would stay stable. And they took their time. And you saw them, like, staying still and going one at a time. And, you know, a lot of the other teams were, like, fumbling, putting it down, bringing it up. And I think that's why they had issues. So I just really I, wanted to give Sherry and Cole a call out on that. Sorry for my rant. call out. Like, th there was a couple times when I think it was – um, Dana trying to like squeeze on the bench and she was kind of bringing it close to herself so she could fit instead of just kind of, I guess, as like, you know, keeping your hands at a certain distance to measure. Yeah. And I think that changed a lot of things. Uh, okay. So let's get to the controversy at this point. All right. There's people that are mad at Dana and me and Diana agree, disagree on this one yeah, as well. So let's get to the controversy <laughs> yeah. of this. I think, I, I think me and James Earl disagree too, but I'm not uh, sure. Cool. So let's get into it. Uh, these chess players, first of all, uh, uh, contrary to what some people think or believe, they were not hired, they were not paid, they did not be, get put there by cast. Uh, huh? They didn't? No, they did not. Uh, uh, if they were, they wouldn't have been as much cursing as there was with, with those people. They were genuinely upset. Like, I did, did you not feel that they were genuinely upset when they were there? I just oh yeah I, I spoke to a couple I spoke to a couple people involved in the, uh, the back end of it and uh, both of them were 100% like there's no way we would have paid them to do that 
But why wouldn't they just move? Like, I don't understand. Who's sick there? If they were just actually sitting there on the bench, like, if all of these teams are coming by multiple times, making them get up, like, don't you just go sit on another bench? That's yeah. What, yeah, that's what. That's what I said, and that's why I don't think what Dana did was rude. Like, she literally bumped it and one piece fell, and people are online, oh, my God, she's so rude. No. Uh, I know, agree. Ten, ten times those guys had to get up. Ten, at least 10 times they had to get up. And probably more than that if teams were going past them. So I don't feel bad for them. Get up and move to one of the 700 other benches that are around. Hey, so, I'm on your side because I completely would have sat on it too. So Dana, I don't think Dana was I'm rude. Sorry. They were I'm rude sorry. for sitting in the way. I'm racing for a million dollars. You're playing a game with your, with your friend just here for a nice view. Move down there and get the same view. Okay, but this is my point. Bernie and Ashley, they they got them to get up and move multiple no, times but as they well. They got there first, so the people weren't as annoyed. By the time more people came, the people started getting more annoyed till they had to become more aggressive to get them to move. So Bernie yeah. and Ashley were there first. So they were like, oh, okay, like, we'll move. But then it was like, after a while, they're sitting there for that long. They're starting to get annoyed. The other teams are getting annoyed. So it was like a buildup. Like, this whole thing with them, like, just get up and move your chess game. <laughs> what are you well, doing? Here's, here's my – and I disagree with – Here's the thing. Okay, if if they were planted, if they were planted, all this discussion is moot. It doesn't even matter, like right. because they were planted. I don't know, what I, and I don't know either. I don't know if one way or the other. But let's say they weren't planted. I understand that we're racing for a million dollars, but that doesn't mean everyone else's life stops. So I'm taking it from the perspective that these people are just trying to live their lives, and if they are trying to live their lives. You know, it would be annoying if, let's say, I went went out to a park and was just enjoying myself, and these people just kept like bothering me constantly, and I just wanted to have like a good old day outside. Let's say I had a hard day at work yesterday. I'm just trying to settle but down today. Cameras. It's I mean, not I'm not regular people like just sitting on your chessboard like for the fun of it, like bothering you. Like they know what's going on. Like they could see, put two and two together, and it's kind of like in a way, like you know, we were all so completely respectful to everybody. Like we thanked everybody. We always, you know, I'm not saying I would be disrespectful at all, but at the same time, it's like, <laughs> come on, like there has to be a certain point where it's like, this guy's not gonna move. Like I'm gonna. I'm going to have to be aggressive now and a, a little just, I'm going to have to just sit. What yeah, but do? they are in the middle of a chess game and you can't just like, like, I mean, it's probably really hard to pick up your game and move it somewhere else without oh, taking it. Oh, come on. Look, uh, <laughs> I had this argument earlier. Trust me, I don't want to. Me and Justin were literally arguing about this earlier because James Earl, I'm more with you. Like, it's just, it's not what kind of person I am. I... I would be more of like a Bernie, like, you know, I'm really sorry to bother you. Do you mind getting but up? They were there first and the people started to get more annoyed. It was easier for Bernie and Ashley to be. That's to true. Be I, I understand that point. Yeah, That's a yeah, fair point too. I get that point too, but I'm also with the James Earl that like, you know, you just put yourself like, they're also just trying to have their day and live their life. And Justin thinks that they were the rude ones for not moving. And I mean, I see why I see that point of it too, but I also can see the other point where it's just, on a daily basis interaction, it's just not But this was not a normal, this was yeah. not a normal day, them living no, in the park for them. There was cameras, think, there was a million things going on. Regardless, the rule said you had to alternate and sit through the uh, entire bench. If they refused to move, do you think Dana should just give up the challenge and not compete then? No, I'm not saying Dana was wrong. I'm not, I'm just trying to, here's the thing, like Dana's not, I don't think Dana was rude. I think it was just an unfortunate situation if those people were there. Um, you're kind of just stuck in the middle of people actually living their lives 
and people racing, which those two conflict. Yeah, but Dana could have just stood in front of them and then. No, she did. She had like. Oh, no. It doesn't matter. She could have done a million things, but do you know what she chose to do? Stay focused on the race and say, this guy does not care about me. Why should I care about this guy? He's gotten up 10 times already. If it was me, maybe I would have gotten even worse at it because that, if that board was in the way, Justin I'm sorry. Picked it up and picked up it. the board, put it over here, no, and I'll you keep wouldn't moving. Have put it. You said you would have flipped it. Maybe I would have flipped it. It depends on the mood I was in. I don't know. If I think I'm losing, get out of my way. Sorry. You know, and also, you don't know. She could have said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, a thousand times, and they only chose to show that one time that she was right. weak. Yeah. Right. Never gonna, Dana's so. back for this. This is not a bad, this is not Dana being. Uh, uh, oh, I've never said Dana yeah. was just no, like, no, absolutely. Right. You. I'm, no. I'm just saying, no, in general, there's a lot of people comments, writing yeah. comments. Yeah, there were I mean, so many things about the, the chess board. The way that I put this together is if two kids came to you and said this happened, like, and you didn't see it, like two little kids that are 10 years old, six years old. I was playing chess and she came over and bumped the chessboard and one piece fell. What would you say? You'd say, oh, you wouldn't be like, oh my God, she's such a bitch. No, you wouldn't You'd be like, oh my God, he dropped a piece, pick it up and keep playing. So they're adults, pick it up and keep playing. This is what I have to do. All right, one more thing I wanted to make sure we pointed out because a lot of people online didn't get this. That they were like, I would have just laid it on the, I laid it on the bench and counted it out. Like if you look and pay attention to what the racers are doing, they can't do that. Like I think the rules say you have to sit down and alternate, hand it up. You can't do the math. Like they're not going to make something that simple. Stop saying it. They repeat the same comments over and over again. You can't do that. Right, yeah. but I, I like how they think that, you know, these rules are as simple as they explain on TV because they're not. Like, you get a whole other page of instructions that you'd never hear on TV. So if something seems a little easier than it should be, it's probably because they just didn't tell you all the rules. All right, so it looks like uh, during this task that Kurt and Brody actually did it and got it right on their first try. It may have just been a weird edit, but it looked like they got it right on their first try. I thought they did it no, twice. No, they didn't. The only person that did it once was Jerry and Cole. Yeah, they had it like choose something, I think, the first time. Okay, my bad. I, I took a missed note. Well, they got 190, and then they went and told Matt and Dana. Now, they're at the top, and this is a task that could really cause some separation because if you get it wrong, it's like you got at least 10 minutes before you get another guess. So I think it was really dumb for some team at the top at this point in the leg to help somebody with the task, especially one of the teams that's been at the top with them. Mm, see, I kind of disagree because I think that when you're that far ahead, sometimes you want to have a certain alliance. Maybe they're still trying to build certain things. So you're going to give one person like, hey, a little heads up just to help right. out and then have someone there. So I, I, there was more. They also had to do another part. They still had to do a roadblock. So I don't know. I think it was kind of OK. But then the sharing afterwards, it got a little confusing later yeah. on. But I think that I was one thing. Matt doing his little numbers by hand was like fleet. Like I've never seen someone yeah, signal numbers with their hands so perfectly. He was doing choreography. Um, he really was. I have to give a shout out to Bernie Burns. He has joined us in the live cast too. I also want to point out one more thing Tyler said is the problem is assertiveness is not appreciated in women by middle America, especially a woman who has thus far been shown to be a villain via edit. I completely agree. Like, I think Dana's getting a lot, a lot more crap than she should be getting. Um, just because if you really took what she's saying on someone else, um, like she's someone else as a guy, they wouldn't get as much crap. It was just like a guy, guy team going. That being said, I do think arguing with your teammate is never that really productive. Um, I think the best teams, the teams that go far, and I don't know, maybe, maybe they'll show me different, are the teams that work best together. 
You're right, but they are uh, dancers, and there's nobody who works better together than people who are literally on the same step every second of a, of a beat. So if anybody can work better together than dancers, I don't know who <laughs> Like so, <laughs> dancers do work well together. I love the fact that Bernie never seems to get upset. I love that he he maintains his cool the whole time. Very calm, cool, collected. He's missing a little of the assertiveness that I think it'll take to win the race. But right now, I think they're real calm, cool, collected. Curtin Brody, uh, they they get into tasks and they do them well. And they're very athletic. They're very they're focused, focused. Yeah. And uh, they, they, they are very competitive, and you could see it on this one as well. Aaron and Jocelyn had a really tough time on this task. Uh, Matt and Dana got out easy because they got told by Kurt and Brody. Sherry and Cole, he's poor. They got lost. But then they rocked it out. Yeah, they got there and they rocked it out. But if they didn't get lost, they could have finished so much ahead of everybody else. Jess and Britt got lost as well, started following Sherry and Cole around. Here's the thing that I don't know if I would have done. Would you have went and just been like, okay, we can't find this switch? Or would you have made the time to be like, no, I want to do this? Well, yes, go ahead. The the models had actually already, there's a shot of them passing Victoria Knox. So they actually went by it and then saw Cole and Cherry. And if they had seen it and gone in, my dad and I would have gone all the way there to see that all three we're already taken, and then we would have had to go do bench work. You would have work bench is what you did. Bench work okay. is the other one. Well, then we would have had to go do bench work, but we were willing to take the risk because in Tejo, the reason that we did tickets instead of Tejo was mainly because I wanted to be able to like talk to other people and interact with people. Pesos with- for pesos. <laughs> <laughs> We thought that that would be more fun. Just we were like, anytime there's a chance that we can like interact with someone, like when's the next time we get to do it? But also we hadn't done it because there was a certain amount of spots that could do Tejo. So we had not done that and ended up picking the longer roadblock and so we or detour. So next time we were like, even if we're scared to do it because there are limited spaces, let's go and try if that's the one we want to do. And that's what we did. So we were really happy that Jessica and Brittany had decided to switch on that one. But if it happened, we would have been the ones going over the thing. So over at Workbench, uh, we see Tyler and Corey do what Tyler and Corey do. They get to task, they stay focused, and they just kill it. I mean, every single task they've gotten to, they've they've literally just destroyed. And they they, they, they kept their focus here. They worked really well together. One found it out, searched it out, handed it to them. One put it on. Seemed to work really well together. I also loved watching Zach and Rachel. Their patience for this is, uh, is definitely the – their strongest asset in the race and something that I think will help them along the way. They have what James Earl was talking about. I don't ever see them uh, getting into like a deep argument uh, or causing any mm-hmm. rifts between each other. They communicate too well. They, they, they do. just so much and it's so adorable. I know, I know. <laughs> and Scott, goals. Scott and Blair are there and uh, Blair said that Scott's surgeon hands definitely helped on this task. And Blair, you cut your finger, so you're oh, band-aid. I had a pretty bad cut, and I thought for sure they were going to show it. I think maybe they didn't get it on camera, and that's why they didn't show it, because it was actually, like, a really funny thing. Uh, Dad had just assembled the knife, and I had taken it because they said all of the pieces have to, like, 
click properly that that's the sound of like a working Victorian ox thing. So I was trying to click them all. And my dad was like, Blair, honey, why don't you hand that to me? You're going to cut yourself. And I'm like, I got it, daddy. And I flip it down onto my finger. And I don't want to admit to him that I did. And I like put my hand down and there's just a pool of blood happening on the floor. And I'm just like, I'm good, and I'm, like, getting white in the face, and I'm like, I'm fine, Dad, I'm fine. And then they, like, interrupted, and they were like, okay, can we, like, look at that for a second? And I didn't need stitches or anything, but we we got a pretty hefty bandage on it, and I probably still have a scar, so, yeah. So, Anna, so after they head out from bench work and work bench, they, uh, there is a group on a first bus, which is Bernie, Ashley, uh, Kurt, and Brody. They get on a little first bus. There's a second bus where Zach and Rachel uh, and the third bus, which is Scott and Blair and Aaron and Jocelyn. And then there's a, some mix-ups here. and the, there's a, Everybody had to take a train that had two uh, connections. Is that right? Oh, no, that was the next part. Sorry. Hey, we're going to the right block. You didn't know ahead. Yeah, 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 I'm sorry. I, I just scrolled down. And Corey uh, ran there, didn't they? They didn't take a. They did this whole leg on foot. Really? Did they really? At the very end, yeah, they did this entire leg on. We were like, why? They were like, I don't know. We just thought it would be faster. Oh my god. Get <laughs> it? I can't do that. Bless. Well, uh, we find out they have to head to this broken chair, which is at the. The United Nations, where there's 193 flags that represent the country. Whoever doesn't have headphones, that's echoing. That's the one that's echoing. Yes, yes. At the road, put headphones in on mute. Right now, right now. You want me to mute you? Okay. For a second. Just a second. So you can get some Wait, if I mute you, then I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you can mute us while you get headphones if you want, or just turn the volume down a little, maybe. <laughs> I don't know why it started. I don't know where headphones are, but I will BRB. <laughs> also, I just want to say really fast that they did not explain the significance of the broken chair and my dad was really excited to go see this in person because of what it was for like you guys can i remember he told me and to be honest i wish i remembered exactly what it um was but he was really excited about it so i'm gonna run fine headphones and i'll mute it while i do that thank you very much i think it has to do with like the um like landmines or something Yes, I read something about it, but... It symbolizes oppression to landmines and cluster bombs and adds as a reminder to politicians and others visiting Geneva. You go, James Earl. Go ahead, get on it. That's my crack research team here. Uh, we don't even have a name for the show. It's so funny. All right, so our research team. A crack research That's so team. So flattering. So for me, and I know this is going to sound maybe egotistical or simplistic, so simplistic or pity, but was it just me that when everybody ran up to this board that had ten flags highlighted on it? Didn't it just seem like that was the key? Like, okay. Well, here's the thing. I want to say this one quick thing. And I hate talking crap. And this is the one I'm going to talk a little bit of crap on because if you, if you get confused, and it does seem like the, top, the racers got a little confused in the beginning, go back and read your clue. And there was one line where Corey was reading like the additional information, and he and 
I had to quote this to make sure I wasn't wrong. Corey literally said from the additional information, there are 10 flags highlighted on the large flag map. Right. And then when they're running around looking for a map, if you're, if you're confused, just go back to your clue. That's the only thing I'm going to say. I do understand, like, you haven't slept in a day and a half and things get confusing. Listen, I've been there and I get that. But if you are confused, always refer back to the clue. That's the only but, piece of crap in real talk. See, uh, when I watch it on TV, I immediately saw that the, that was it. But I think if I was racing, I think I would have been just as confused. Just me personally, because of all the other elements going on. So sometimes I know like I overthink things and everybody was around at the same time. So I think it was kind of chaotic. So for me, I probably, I saw it on TV. I'm like, oh my God, that's, that's it. But if I was there, I don't know. James Earl, I know you would have been. Yeah. I think on the map, I think on the map, like there were like gray spots that looked like a sidewalk. I mean, I just, like you said, Krista, I mean, because I saw it on TV, it was it felt it's obvious. But you never know when you're racing. It's it's. it's I don't. Different. I don't think that they expected figuring out that the map key was going to be like that difficult. No, I, no. I know. We thought that running like back and forth to get well, them no. would have been the tough part. What the flags were in the order and the line that they are on the map, but you didn't know which way to look at. Like it didn't show which one. So you had to know one of the fl flags. My mom's from Turkey. I knew Turkey immediately. And so I counted that one and then I found where that was and I was able to find, but there was also the U S flag was in there somewhere. So you could have right. counted from that one, you know? Um, but I think that that's what might have thrown some people off or what they thought might have thrown some people off. But I was totally disappointed in Bernie in this one. I have to I told him I called him out on Twitter. I thought the gamer in him would have just looked at it and said, oh, my God, that's a map. That's uh, that's exactly like every map on every game. We just boop, just it's an overlay and just go and do it. But we spoke about it on Twitter and he knew eight of them off the bat, which was very impressive. So if you know that many go for it and guess the last two before you do anything. So I, I won't give him crap for that. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I do think this was a, go ahead. No, I really do think this was a cool roadblock. I think this is again, a situation where if instead of having like the top 10, like you maybe get there and you have your own set of like uh, countries you need to find just because as a viewer in the audience, it's not fun when all the, when there's so many teams working together, what would have been fun is, like I said, if everyone has their 10, you just have to look at this map and figure out, oh, they correlate to this. You figure out your own 10 and go. And this um, is where we were saying, like, the leg design was a little, like, eh, like it started to get. Well, yeah, because it, it forced teams to bunch up. So exactly. teams did. But I, I don't know if it was the leg design or if it was everybody helping everybody. If, if all this helping didn't happen, there would have been so much more separation. Well, it would have been together at the end anyway. Well, so it's only by an hour. Close, no, there was an yeah, hour. How close the trains were to, to each other. Like if trains were 10 minutes apart, then that would cause separation. If the trains you know were that everyone was on the last train together. Um, right. Except the models. But I think the conductor thought the whole group was on the train, to be honest, um, because he waited on 
Oh, we'll, we'll definitely get to that. And I read yeah. their, their Twitter, and I know she's probably watching. Yeah. I, I told her I would, read, I would read all her Twitters and be fair. And to be honest, the models impressed us, especially up yeah. last week. We both I apologized turned, last week. We both apologized and said, hey, we underestimated yeah. them, and then this week happened. So we'll, get, we'll definitely uh, get to that part. Oh, no, it's, actually, it's actually here at this that, that it starts to happen. So Tyler, uh, so Corey is doing this one, and it seems like Corey is the first one to figure it out, at least according to the edit. It, oh, my it, God, he's running back and forth. Was anyone else laughing? <laughs> <laughs> he was running like a madman. I wish I could stand up and do it. <laughs> um, the only thing that I didn't like about the way he was running was it, it was blatantly obvious what he was doing because he was like tapping every pole and counting it out. <laughs> it so, so funny, though. If you, he's so cute doing so, it, though. If you didn't know what was going on and you just looked at him, you could be like, oh, he's counting the poles. He's figuring it out. So, But, I mean, it was the hustle and he figured it out Yeah, first. but he didn't tell anyone because somebody asked him, he's like, he's like, honey, we're just guessing. Well, he told that was Jessica, right? Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. Jessica. I was like, we're just guessing. He's like, yeah. we're just guessing. And I was like, yes. Yeah, he told Matt, which which <laughs> Matt and Dana uh, got a help at the at the uh, the detour, and now help at the roadblock as well. So this was not a, a a leg that they had to do too much on their own. Um, for Matt and Dana, Corey seemed to mess up. Uh, he should have got it right away, but he messed up the Luxembourg and Netherlands. Uh, and, and I, I was like, "That's the one I would have known because the Netherlands is the one." That <laughs> yeah, but we know them now. Like I said, yeah. I would oh, have known. Oh, Netherlands no. Obviously, I would never have known that because I didn't know. Yeah, it. It's a slight difference. It's literally just the shade of the blue that's the difference between the two. We all messed up on that one too. Our yeah. group. That's why I thought we were in France. So. Friends <laughs> <laughs> is this way too. Also, also, uh, didn't hear about uh, Bernie the gamer uh, uh, not using the advantage of playing FIFA. It was actually Cole from Sherry and Cole that played FIFA, and that's the way that I learned most of my flags by playing soccer on on the internet against other people. Because when they show the teams, instead of showing like a team logo, they show your country logo. So it's a great way for for kids to learn flags to play FIFA. And wow. it, seemed, it seemed to help out Cole on, on this leg pretty much. Uh, Zach oh, and Rachel. Tell them to stay in school. I know. <laughs> so uh, Zach and Rachel, at, at this one, it looked like nobody was helping Rachel. It seemed like there was a, a click that was like. Rachel Corey. or Jessica? No, Rachel, no, Rachel at first. It seemed like there was a click. The boys paired up. Yeah, that group, the boys, one group and then another group, and Rachel was like on her own. and she It was, it it was out. like a sixth grade dance. So there was like boys on one side and girls on the other. And I really appreciate that because uh, I, I, I might be the edit here, but I didn't see Rachel complaining, saying, how come you guys ain't helping me? Uh, when she clearly had two teams teaming up in front of her, she wasn't complaining. She was like, you know what? I'll figure it out myself. And she did. And I think after she figured it out, maybe some teams joined with her to, to help after that. But according to the edit that I watched, it looked like she figured it out on her own. She was, yeah, she did um, about, I think she had had six of them at the point that she came over to us and said, you know, are you guys, you know, what's, do you want to work together? I have six. Do you guys have the other four? And right. um, so, yeah, that's, but she completely was doing it on her own. She wasn't like complaining at all. She was just like, I, okay, let's get it done. I just want to make sure I was being fair about that before we yeah, get into the next, the next part of this, which is a, another part that had people online either like feeling passionately about uh, it was really one of those, those 
those things that people had a strong opinion on. Um, for me, I'm sorry, uh, you're the last team. You're not supposed to get help. Nobody's supposed to help the team that's in last place because you're the team that's going to get eliminated. Yeah. That's the, you're the one we're working against. I but did okay. see a bonus, like little clip of them where they were on a train or a bus or something, and they're talking about, you know, I'm just really disappointed because we're in last place. What is it to hurt to help us? We're in last anyways. And I know just for my own experience, you see how quickly things can change in the race. And I would like to have that buffer room if I can. I'm right there with you. I remember the times that I was at the back of the pack were the times that I was least helpful. Um, or like you got the least amount of help just because people are looking at you being like, I got to outrun them. I need them to be as awful as they possibly can. And it sucks because you don't hate these people, but you're competing against them. And at the end of the day, everyone except one team is going to lose. Yeah. And I I think that, I, I think that from, I think when Jess got there, she was already kind of upset from the detour because she started to kind of lose her focus. And I feel like, actually quote her she said we might as well just walk to the pit stop even before she got to the roadblock so i think when she was when she got there she was already really down she was not you know maybe as focused as she could be and i think that if that was me and you all were there i would have kind of been really really aggressive i told you james earl i would have followed you around i would have followed you girls around and put myself i wouldn't have walked away and tried i would have just got in there and like tried to maybe do more instead of you know kind of like waiting like i would have just been more assertive and like not saying i don't know if she was or if she wasn't but um, I feel like it would have made me fight harder. I mean, that's what you you would do. I mean, that's what you do in times when you're fighting to stay in it. To me, it seems like she gave up that point in the race. Like that's when she lost like that little. I think she was already upset because of everything they were that was going on. And then once that happened, it kind of added to it. And it's hard to get out of that state of mind. Well, the one thing that I will say for like anybody that's going to race in the future, anyone that wants to race, you can never get to that state of mind, like no matter Ever. what. Yeah. And I have to think, always think back to like when mom and I were in the Netherlands and we were literally like just clawing to stay alive. Like every moment we would just get a little ahead, then fall back, get a little ahead, fall back. And you never know what's going to happen. Like it just takes one other team missing a train, a tram, getting something wrong, getting a penalty. Um, like anything can happen. So like never, ever, ever give up no matter how bad things get because you never know what's going to happen. Exactly. And she she didn't. She finished it. She did finish it. Um, I just feel like maybe people were upset about it because she wasn't being super positive. And, you know, in that time, even if you think it's going to be over, yeah. You have to still have like a drive and you can't expect to be helped when you're in last place and you know that the next thing is going to be the pit stop. It's, this was the end of it. This is it. If I'm helping you and you pass me and you get to the pit stop before yeah. me, I'm the idiot that helped the person who passed me. Like there's nobody that should help the team in last place. And there's only one person that I know that did it last year. So, uh, okay. So this is the thing. Cause I was in kind of the, a similar situation with, two other girls and we were talking about this so I was at the roadblock and we all kind of were together and they kind of did their thing and left me and I felt hurt and at the same time I remember saying like listen like I can't kind of blame them for leaving me 
Um, it was in Hong Kong when that whole thing had happened and nobody showed me, like they all just went away and left me. And a lot of people are asking me like, well, how'd you feel? How'd you feel? I'm like, I was really hurt. I was like, but I understand at the same time, Diana was the last person there. She came after me and then she helped me, um, which, you know, some people would like, I think if it was me, I maybe would have said something to her, like maybe on the way out, like a little hint, just because I'm like using, like I'm kind of the same way. Like would I have like held her hands along the whole way and showed her everything? No, but if it was you, James Earl, something I would have been like, listen, just da 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 quickly. And then I think whatever. I think what had happened is the way, especially it was edited, it looks like she was there for a really long time with us. We were on our last flag when she got there, so there was only a tiny bit of time, you know, and we had done this roadblock really quickly. I'm going to say, like, it took us, I think we were there 10, maybe 15 minutes. So it was definitely a quick roadblock once you figured it out. And I just feel like just giving the answers away to the team in last place. I mean, I know I'm trying to justify myself so right you guys, now. I feel not. bad. I feel no, like a mean not. girl. You know, it's being honest. No, no. I don't think you're being a mean girl at all. I'm trying to, like, I'm saying that y'all did right. Yeah. Okay. Because, yeah, <laughs> you didn't know, like... <laughs> The way like they made the way they made it look on TV was that yeah. you all just decided to work together and then at the same time you both were there and she was on her own. But you're saying like you guys were like done. Yeah, so there's we, nothing we were really on our left Here's the thing: even if they weren't done, let's say they got there at the same time, I still wouldn't blame them for not helping. You just can't when there's that few people in the back. Like you just I know can't. Brittany. Well, and Brittany actually said that she was kind of in there back and forth. You know, I know that when you get to the roadblock and you read the clue and you look around at your surroundings and you kind of can figure out a little bit about what it what it is. I know she said that, you know, she was pretty much planning on doing that and she was super sick that day. So I know that she was already kind of like Brittany was feeling down. And so I think, I don't know if mentally Jess like, thought she was going to be doing the roadblock, which I know that anyone can do it once you get there and stuff, but maybe she was just thinking that it would kind of be Brittany's thing. I have no idea about like how she was feeling with that, but I know that Brittany said that she, the only, that she, it's not that she expected help from anyone. It's that she specifically expected help from Jocelyn, Rachel, and I, because they had single-handedly helped each of us. In the first leg, Jessica calmed Erin down when she was in the cave. In the second leg, they told us how to fry our fish. And in the third leg, they, or no, again, in the second leg, they let Rachel use their clue at the mud lagoon when she got hers all muddy. Right. Uh, and here's, here's the thing, and I'm not saying that Jessica's mindset is wrong, because if I'm that person, like, I'm going to use those examples as well. The but, only difference is you weren't at the bat. Like Jessica and Brittany weren't at the bat. So it's easy when you have that buffer to be like, oh, by the way, here's what you need to do. Now I'm going to go and you're going to be here for another 30 minutes. So I know I'm still good. That's yeah. the only difference. Well, and I also think, I mean, I read on Twitter and we're, we're great friends. We've hung out multiple times since the race. I've so much respect for those girls. They are freaking amazing. Like Brittany came through for me at one point after the race when I was just kind of really needed her. Um, and I texted her just that I was kind of upset about something and she was over with a bottle of wine in probably 10 minutes. Oh. So yeah, like in her PJs, like she's like such a good person. I have 
nothing negative to say. Um, They've got a bum rap. I'm sure they are. They seem like great. Yeah, but I just, I didn't like how they said that, like, Dad and I would have been, they were like, Blair and Scott would have been out of the race on leg two if we didn't tell them how to fry their fish, because there were still two teams behind us, and I think we would have figured it out, you know. They told us keep the oil really hot. But they also have to better at that time. I mean, you got to be upset when you know you're last, and you just, it's a, you're in that moment, so you kind of say things that are kind of out of character, and both, having met both of them at at the premiere, they they seem like very, really real people who are extremely sarcastic, and people don't pick up on their sarcasm, and I think that gets them in a lot of trouble. Um, but here they, they, they didn't get help. They got a lot of flack for it. Uh, people were mad saying, Oh, you should have helped them. Um, sorry, as a racer, you're in last place. Nobody on our cast would have helped you. Um, so this also is another, okay. So you get, so we're heading to Chamonique, France, where the first winter Olympics is, and this is where the pit stop is. So everybody has to take a tram that connects with two other trams. I I heard it's about an hour and a half. There were three total trains that you took. Um, The thing was, you couldn't buy the ticket for the last train on the kiosk at the first train stop. So what the model said is, when they got there, yes, they could have run to make that train had they had the ticket, but they still had to stop and get the ticket, and they only had U.S. dollars, so they would have had to exchange it as well. But Is there there any way you... Yeah, Dad and I went, we stood in a separate line. It took about five minutes. We got our tickets all the way through, and all of us did that were there with us. Um, and I saw on an extra clip that they had, like, 15 minutes that they were waiting for the first train. So they could have gotten a ticket for that last train. There was a currency place right next to that train. But I think, you know, Dad and I figured it out, and then all the other racers were in line behind us doing that, that were there with us right then and there. Um, So I think if they didn't see other people doing that and they didn't realize they needed to get their last ticket, it would have been a really easy thing to just be like, if I have to get another ticket, like I'm going to, everyone's going to have to get it over there. And I totally understand that part. Yeah. And it, 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 but to me, there's no way I'm not getting on that train. I don't give. There is nobody stopping well, me from getting on that train. I don't know. I don't care happened. if I have a ticket. If I have to knock that's, on a lift, that's what happened to me and Tiffany because we we snuck on one because we didn't have a ticket. And I don't know like how it worked with you guys. If there was like Did a bar, you if you weren't. No, we, we went not, right on. We went right were, on. So they actually didn't check our tickets on that train. Um, so they would have been fine if they had run on, but they were worried that they would get a penalty for it and they'd be like, no, but I don't think there is, you can, I don't, there's not a penalty for that. But the question is like, you know, if you don't make the train, you're going to be a limit, like you're going to be either last or eliminated. So at least get on the train and try some way to buy a ticket. Like let's say, so you can buy tickets on a train. Let's say, I don't know if you can, but most places you can find a, find a, a local and be like, please, please, please exchange the money. You can exchange money with locals as long as it's a one-to-one, like as long as it's a proper exchange. Because we did that before. So exchange your yeah. money and then buy the tickets. Like, try something. Um, I'm going to say, though, I as a race design, I didn't like where they put the pit stop and the fact that the t- all the teams had to take the trains. Because Sherry pointed out a second ago in the, in the board that uh, everything that happened in the sled means nothing now. Nothing. Like every, like, it means absolutely nothing. And I don't like that. I don't like that as a racer. I don't like that as a yeah. viewer. 
because Sherry and Cole had a great, great lead. Yeah, and they did. Yeah, things. They, yeah. Get pushed, they get pushed to the back because they can't do the, a foot race. Yes. It came down to the last 400 meters. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they knew that the conductor wasn't going to take multiple trips because I know that the first teams on that train thought the train was supposed to leave and they went up and tried to ask the conductor and he was like, your whole group isn't here. And he was like, it's really cold. It's off season. I don't want to do this trip more times. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that when we got on the train, they just thought the group was on. And so that's why they went. Of course they had to do like another one for the models, but I don't, I don't think that was productions doing. I really think that that was just the conductor. Like I don't think production meant to leave it up to a foot race. Yes, and to be honest, uh, I don't have a problem with it if they did. I because when does anybody care about the middle of the pack teams? Never. And we care about the teams racing for first place, and the teams care about the teams that are racing for last place. So this gave us a chance to care about all those middle place teams, and literally, it was a foot race to the finish with eight other teams. If for it was night, it was a foot walk. Yeah, if it was. If it wasn't icy. He slipped and fell on the ice that he said, at my age, if I fall, like, you don't just stand back up. Like, you break a hip. Yeah, yeah. and you already knew that someone was behind you, so it's right. not even worth it to. And we were but all just in, at the same time but, the next day. Right. So yeah. we. The we one thing that, that I don't think is, I think, here's one thing that would have been really interesting to see is, I think it would have been, like, she said, dangerous if all nine teams are there, because you know if you're not if you're not running, like, your tail yeah. off, you're going to be eliminated. Yeah, you're running. Um, but I don't think a foot race between eight people at the end of a ledge when nothing else matters. What you're telling me, Justin, is that I can put at the start of an episode, let's just put all eight teams 200 feet from the mat and say run. Right. That's no, that's episode. not what happened. These eight teams decided to be healthy, healthy, and help each other, so they all got bunched up. If they didn't help each other, there was enough time to get separation because the models got left behind by not that long. But I so, think the models only got left behind because there was a big enough group that ran onto the train. I think the conductor thought, okay, the group is here. We can go. Like, I don't know if, like, he was told, like, there are going to be cameras coming on, like, this right. mini. And so, because... I think he was supposed to go with those first teams, and he was like, no, it's cold, it's off-season, I just want to do this trip once. Hmm. Oh, wow. How long yeah. was the actual run after uh, you got off? Super close. I mean, I'm talking I feel like, like it was, it was close. A football field? Bigger than a football field? No, bigger. you couldn't see it. I mean, it was like a couple twists and turns and you had to know where you were going, but we all had so much time on the trains to borrow someone's phone and look up the map. I mean, we all knew exactly where we were running to. Um, but it was, I think it turned out to maybe, I don't know. I, don't know. I was hearing 400 meters. There's a couple of people that said 400 meters. Uh, and listen, uh, with, with that, with, with what you said, James Earl, uh, just drop it and make a sprint. Well, I mean, every single leg, doesn't have to be designed the same. Yeah, some people should be, you know, rewarded uh, for certain things like endurance. This is an endurance leg. Okay, you made it to this point. Now let's see who has the endurance to push to the end. And if it's that much, then cool, it's that much. See, I, I, I just disagree with you on basis, though, because I and I, I'm not I'm not down talking to my mom because my mom's a beast, but she's 52, and you can't tell me that you would expect a 52 year old woman to be able to outrun two guys in their 20s. Like, it's just not, I, I don't think that is a fair, like on any type of level, is that is that fair? 
oh, my dad is a puppy. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> He's just so cute right now. I had to show you guys. So okay. adorable. You have to talk, so show yeah, us your puppy and talk. Oh, okay, see sorry. I wasn't talking. Oh. Hi, Hi little one. I used to have a little Yorkie. I know. Um, can I we talk about something a little more on the upbeat side? Yes, is yes, sorry. On the way to the pit stop, when Tyler and Corey are sitting there, and Corey's like, should we put on our wigs? I really hope there are wigs at some point in this time, because no, if there are, up, I am going to love it. Yeah, yeah. There might be. There might be. Oh, I was about to say, we got Tyler. We can find out if they pack some wigs. No, 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 don't no, be surprised. No, I don't want to no, hear. No, okay. Okay, okay, gee. Spoilers. I, I wanted to know if they packed the onesie. Can I ask that? Or should no. We <laughs> I'm right. wearing a onesie right now, and I'm really comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's finish this off and then uh, get our overall uh, premise. So Jess and Brittany didn't make the connection, and uh, in my eyes, their lack of hustle and – they gave up a little too soon, and it cost them the race. Uh, they did go on Twitter and explain their side. If you'd like to see them, uh, see their uh, side of the story, you could follow Jessica and Brittany on their Twitter handles, and you can see everything that, that, that they wanted to explain. And I think we got most of it out here, to be fair with them. Yeah. So uh, first place in the Bigfoot race, Kurt and Brody, no surprise. These guys are like six foot five, huge. They're huge at- Texas. They're orange. Athletic. Uh, <laughs> They had the first multi-leg winners on this race. It's the first time they had a repeat winner, and they got $3,000. Nice. Followed closely by Tyler and Corey, who say that if the run was longer, they could have won. What? Tyler and Corey were really good runners. Like, really impressive. Yeah, I didn't realize how strong uh, Tyler's thighs were. I made comment about oh, it. Oh, yeah, I saw. I have like an obsession with Tyler's thighs. I have an obsession with thighs because I think they're so <laughs> underrated, and that's one of the few things that I have that's nice. So I, <laughs> I like thighs. All right, so Matt and Dana finished in third, <laughs> followed by uh, Bernie. Ashley, Zach, and Rachel, Aaron, Jocelyn, Cole, and Sherry, who were doing so well but couldn't hang in the foot race. And then Scott and Blair, followed by Brittany. Is it want to break a hit? Jessica. Uh, so, all right. Let's get to the uh, overall thoughts of the leg. I guess you kind of said your piece, James Earl, if there's anything oh, you want to Oh, I'm not done. Add. Let me talk. Oh, oh boy. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think this leg had more potential than it was shown. I just don't like the the challenges that the, the, the racers were given. I think the challenges that are mental need to be individualized per the team because it becomes too easy for teams to help. So let's, like I said, I think these should be maybe some give and take. So like maybe Krista and uh, I have like three countries that are the same, but we have seven that are different. So we can team up a little bit, but not fully. That's the type of challenges I think you need for mental. I also hate, 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 hate the ending, like I said. And I just want to emphasize that I do not like that it became down to eight teams clustered together. I just don't like it. No, a lot of people don't like I it. I hated it, too. I hated everybody on the mat. I know it's 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 fun to, like, maybe watch for some people, but as a racer and people that enjoy the race, it's... I'm yeah. a fan of when you can jumble up and when you can move up or move back. or I mean, how are they going to separate people? They're all going to be 30 seconds apart well, and getting apart at the start of the next You know, they bunch so. up pretty much once a leg anyway. This time they just have yeah, to bunch up twice. Yeah, but they were just bunched up already. So now the people that, like you said, like Sherry and Cole did well and they had a great leg, it's like now you're starting over again in the, in the bunch. So it kind of stinks. 
Yep. Diana, what did you think overall? Like? I liked it. Um, I liked... I like seeing the little town where the pit stop was. That's that's really what I picture when I picture the Amazing Race. I picture those places that are more off the beaten path. Mm-hmm. Um, Blair, I agree. I wish that they would have shown the significance of the broken chair. Um, I yeah, I I know I've heard of it before, but I I can't recall the significance. And people, I'm pretty sure it. And it's oh, we looked it up when you were gone, Blair. Oh, it was, I was is it with no, MPT? I looked up and read it. It's, it has to do with landmines. Yeah, like and the amputees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Dad was saying something about that, and he was really excited to go see it in person. Yes. Uh, can I point out one thing Tyler just said in the in the live chat? He said it would have been better if they had a drone camera to show the foot race. Yeah, they don't they don't drive drone cameras well. I'm just letting you know. They almost crashed <laughs> in, into me with one when I was doing oh. the bungee jump thing in Africa. I did, literally exploded in a tree. <laughs> yeah, they crashed two of them during our season, so I yeah, think we might have ruined the drone done. footage. And then remember the drone in Hong Kong? We had to keep doing the voices over and over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, like, trying to give them a motivational speech, and I was like... <laughs> Krista just gave this, like, girl power speech. She gave this great like, girl power speech. Can do it all again? I'm like, no, I really... That <laughs> came from the heart. They told her to do it again, and then that's how it ended up with, ah, you can always marry Rich. Right, right, at that point, she just gave up. The girl in the I don't know who I'm going to put in check. All right, well, um, you have a second to think. Well, I'll give my overall uh, thought of the uh, episode. There were a lot of things that I liked, a lot of things that I didn't like. I love that when you go to Geneva, Switzerland, you, you highlight the Swiss Army knife. It's something yeah, that, I like that I really associate with. It's something as a Boy Scout that is really like something I would have loved to do uh, as a Boy Scout. Uh, I, it was kind of boring to watch, but I, they only had three people there, and I like that they only allowed three people to do that because that was the boring boring task to watch. The other task was where the action could have happened. Uh, I wish they could have been a little more, well, I think there was plenty of places for teams to pass each other, but because there was so much helping, that didn't happen. And because that happened, there was this mass bunching. And because that mass bunching happened, kind of ruined the suspense of who was going home. But there was like, hey, who's going to win the foot race? We kind of figured it'd be one of three teams. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't that much drama. Definitely could have done a lot more. But looking at the next episode with dynamite and causing yeah. avalanches. Oh, that was amazing. And how we couldn't go hang gliding on a beautiful beach, but these guys are on top of a snowy mountain, like hang gliding. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, fast forward. Yeah. What's going on here? This so, episode, the one that's coming up, I'm like super, super excited about. I feel like this is going to be like our like Afri- uh, Africa episode where it was just so many things going on and it was just so interesting to watch. So, I'm really, really looking forward to it. It looks incredible. I hope it's as cool of an experience to watch as it was. I, I have a feeling it will. Just based off the preview, it looks amazing. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. It reminds me of the Africa one, and just, like, I couldn't wait to watch that, and I can't wait to see this. When I reached out to my inside sources at the race to get the uh, – to find out if the people were planted or if they were paid to be there, I was told that this next episode is the best episode of the season. So, Yay, so I'm really looking forward to it. All right, Diana. Before we get to the next episode, who are we putting in check in this episode? Um, oh, gosh. Probably Jess and Brittany. I'm sorry. It's not personal. It's just the oomph. I mean, just oomph. You're never out unless you check and last. And maybe a little more oomph. 
I don't know. Would have gotten in there. Okay. I'm going to give uh, the Superfan Award, and I didn't know if it was, and, and and maybe, I guess Sherry and Cole could tell me, I didn't know if it was Sherry and Cole who first did it, like you pointed out, um, James Earl, or if it was uh, Bernie and Ashley who first did it. But folding that paper over to make it easier to be mm -hmm. consistent was such a smart move. And those were the two teams that I noticed that had it folded over and made it so much easier to be consistent on that chair that that is the super fan move. I think that is the super fan move. So uh, if you want to check in the chat room if it was Bernie and Ashley or if it was Sherry and Cole, whoever did that first, you get the super fan award for, for this episode. You guys fight over it. Uh, so I'll check in here. Who is getting the James Earl Seal clap? The seal clap of this episode is going to go to Sherry and Cole. They actually made me so happy this episode because they've had some struggles in the past episode, but this one they did really, really good. And they just did so many smart moves that made me so happy. I hate that the foot race doesn't reflect how good of a lead they had, but they made me so happy to sled. Hey, go ahead, Team Alabama. Who's getting your, uh, your little your hair flip? Who's getting the well, <laughs> I feel I feel like Jessica and Brittany had, you know, such a hard time on this leg. And I watched a little of the extra clips. And there was one part where it really stuck out to me. And it reminds me of me and Tiffany, Tiffany and I. Um, so mine's going to Brittany because when they were on the train, Jessica was really, really down. And Brittany was still trying to be positive, And she was trying to talk her. Um, you know, get her spirits back up. And that's something, you know, that is really important on the race. So that stuck out to me. And also, I just want to say that I did watch Tyler on Fallon. And so that definitely deserves a hair flip to hear um, Jimmy Fallon talking about the amazing race. I mean, that's, yeah, that was huge. Awesome. that's huge for him. That's huge for the show. So I just, that gets a seal clap. And uh, I can't flip my hair because it's up. All right, here's a quick kiss. Uh, here's wait, a, here's Bernie a, and Ashley also had the little clicker. We, we yes. brought clicker oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted that. to call that out because that was awesome. We had brought so much extra stuff that we didn't need, and clickers were one of them. And I just want to thank uh, the over 200 people who have been watching us live today. It, it really appreciated. And I know it's because of people like you, Blair, for helping support us and join us, and Tyler. So and, fun, though. And Zach and... And Bernie, that and Ashley, they're all in here. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. We are not trying to kiss anybody's ass. We are genuinely trying to be fair and but honest about how we feel about the race. We all love the race and know that this season is very, very important for the future of the race. And it's really, it kind of sucks to say out loud, but it's in your guys' hands whether the race continues or not. It has no not pressure. been removed. Has not yeah, been removed for 29 that. and 30. So we really appreciate the support that you, you all have been giving the race uh, with your social medias. Because uh, you guys really, I don't know contractually if you have to, but you guys have been very supportive uh, of your cast. And we really appreciate each and every one of you. So thank you all. for uh, Thank you guys so much. For, for caring about the race. That was one of the biggest concerns about real fans is would yeah. you guys care? So we really appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, everybody's info is below. Uh, if you have not subscribed to Blair's channel, there is a, uh, in the subscription, uh, she will give you tips. All right. 
before we leave, how the hell do I get rid of these black things under my eyes? <laughs> It'll take a little bit of work. I'll, I'll email you a regimen you can follow. All right. There you go. Gotta, there you go. Damn black circles. All right, so uh, follow her channel. It's like Juicy07. Yeah, Juicy Star 07. Juicy Star 07. Okay, and all of our social media is also in the links below. Uh, if you have not clicked the little thumbs up button, I don't know what you're waiting for, but thank you very much. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thank you all for joining us. Good night. Bye, Bye guys. Thank you, Blair, for yeah. staying the whole time. Yeah, thank you so much, Blair. Yeah, no, it was really fun. I felt like sometimes I was a little bit, I was like, should I go and let them, like, say whatever they want, but I think you guys were saying anything. You hung out the whole time, you know? Yeah. So thanks for letting me join. I watch every week and I'm really excited. Wow. You made it all the way through the podcast. If you want to continue to support the Races Recap, please check us out at racesrecap.com.